this is Mark Fiquez, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, the industry's leader in sports travel and reviews. Check out the new website, new and approved. And we also have a map locator of all your stadiums we have visited. Hopefully you can uh, check it out. That's stadiumjourney.com. My guest today is Mr. Eddie Hall of the Queen City Corndogs of the Southern Collegiate Baseball League. Eddie, welcome to the show. How are things down there in Charlotte, I assume? Yes, sir. Mark, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, it's an honor, and I appreciate the, the coverage on social media this past week. Yeah, that sort of just blew up. And um, the reason why I found out about it is I had uh, Jason Morangas on uh, as one of my guests. He and I are buddies on Twitter. He's got the baseball map. He also uh, updates new logos and rebrands across the baseball world. And he had you guys on his baseball map. And I'm like, the Queen City Corn Dogs, who are these guys? So I did some research. Of course, I'm two hours south of the Lake County Corn Dogs of the Northern League. So I just had to compare the two logos uh, for the Twitter world. And I don't know, pretty even. Some people like you guys. Some people like uh, the Lake County guys. Uh, but who was first? Who were the, who were the first to call themselves the Corn Dogs? <laughs> How did that happen? Um, Lake, How does that happen? Lake, Lake County was definitely the first ones. Um, and I had found out about it after we had kind of come to a, I guess, a consensus on what our new name was going to be. Um, and it seems like most of the Twitter uh, love was more directed at those guys because uh, they were mustard only on the dog. We had, <laughs> we had ketchup on ours. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, there's a lot of, a lot of ketchup loving hot dog people out there talking about you, Ed Rivera. And uh, Kevin Hook, buddy of mine from college, uh, we uh, went to a baseball game in Milwaukee, and it, the, the idiot put ketchup on my hot dog as a joke to see if I would eat it. I threw it in the trash. <laughs> I wanted nothing <laughs> to do with that. But I got I got mad love for the folks who want ketchup on their hot dogs. That's that's your thing, not mine. So I'm gonna step away from my biases. I'm a I'm a mustard guy. But if you want so, ketchup, yeah, you know, okay. I'll do I'll do both. But I definitely think uh, I think ketchup's a little stronger down south. It seems like at least okay. from what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just don't like ketchup at all. Ketchup as a mixture, like in a cocktail sauce, or if you're making fry sauce, like they do uh, out in Utah, uh, maybe mixing it in for some kind of uh, barbecue sauce. I'm fine. The only time I like ketchup in its purity, right out of the bottle. When you dip a nice hot French fry in it, that's it. There you go. I yep, don't want it on my that's burger. That's classic right there. Yeah, I don't want it on my burger, my hot dog, my chicken nuggets. Uh, I have some niece and nephews. I said, you can eat this. You can eat your your uh, chicken nuggets and hot dogs with ketchup. But once you turn 10, you, you got to retire from it. So we'll see how that goes in a few years. <laughs> They're looking at me all funny. Oh, like, Uncle Mark, you're funny. So uh, all this talk about ketchup. Uh, how did you come up with the name Corn Dogs? How was there other names in the process? Was it fan voting, juggling, pick out of a hat? Yeah, so let me, I guess let me give a little bit of background about our program first, and that'll kind okay. of I guess um, lead that direction. So uh, I have a, I'm a co-founder of our program, the, the uh, Queen City Baseball Club in Charlotte, um, with a guy named Daniel Cook. Um, we're both high school coaches here in Charlotte, and uh, we kind of. I guess three years ago, we kind of came together and started like a basically a youth and travel organization in the Charlotte area, um, kind of focused on development and, you know, practices more like high school and college stuff. 
And um, we started with a, a lame name back in the day. We were the Queen City Talons because his high school team was the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted about two years, I guess. And, uh, you know, we started getting some better players just because of kind of how we were running things. So we decided let's let's change the name, let's rebrand, let's let's have some fun with it. This was kind of the time the Savannah Bananas were coming around, and uh, you know we tossed some different names around, and uh, we have one kid on our team. His name is Jack. We call him Jackie O. And if you've seen the movie Semi Pro, they talk about Corn Dogs Jackie. Um, mm. The Will, Will Ferrell's character says that multiple times, and uh, so we always said that to this this player in our program. So we were just thinking about nicknames with our guys and that popped up and we we're like corn dogs, Queen city corn dogs. So we did a little research. Um, I had a logo guy kind of come up with a design, um, nice. a local guy here in Charlotte that I went to college with. And, uh, and I guess the corn dogs were, uh, it's been a pretty big hit. It just helped us from a branding standpoint, um, kind of gaining some traction. And obviously, you know, people like you seeing us on Twitter and social media has been huge. Um, but our kids love it. Our families love it. Um, as soon as you say you play for the Corn Dogs, people know, um, which is pretty cool. And then we we were able to expand into the collegiate summer ball um, starting this summer. So I think that's even going to help us even more. So, yeah, yeah, definitely exciting times. And I got to say, your your logo, I like it. It's very Brandios like, probably without the Brandios price tag of at least like ten thousand dollars, <laughs> from what I hear. Uh, can you tell me yeah. more about the gentleman uh, who uh, designed it? You said it was a college buddy of yours? Yeah, a college buddy of mine named Jared Allen. Um, he works at a sports marketing company in the Charlotte area. And uh, he's just really good with social media. And he's done a few different logos for me in the past. Um, so I reached out to me, put a couple things together. Um, if you go to our website, there's a few different logos you can see that he did. And actually, one of my coach's wife, um, coach Nick Daddio's wife kind of pulled that single corn dog out of a circle logo that we kind of had generated. Yeah. So the single corn dog that you had on Twitter, she actually kind of created a little bit of that, um, made it look good for our hats and different things like that. So, uh, we got, you know, the primary logo circle logo. Um, we got the script logo that I'm rocking right here. Yeah. Nice work. So there you go. It's, it's come out. It's come out pretty well. Yeah. No, you, you can't argue with that. Cause it's, it'd be great to, to be a small team like like yours out in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and obviously get maybe some interest from across the uh, country. Have you seen that uh, ordering for merchandise, asking questions about the corn dog? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Um, I'm still working on, you know, the business side of things on how to clean up my shipping for merchandise and different things mm-hmm. like that. But I have sent some hats out to um, to Texas. I sent one out to Utah. Um, nice. I've sent a, sent a couple of some buddies in Nashville. Um, and it's, it's just generated some brand awareness, which has kind of been the goal for us. And, uh, I'm a business guy. So that was, mm-hmm. um, I always loved the marketing classes. So that was kind of what we were shooting for and people love it, man. It's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. I, I live out in uh, Indianapolis. I'm in Fishers and I, you know, I, the Carolinas, it's like, you can just accidentally fall into a minor league ballpark. It seems, uh, everywhere you go, there, there's a team, you know, in the Charlotte area, Gastonia, Charlotte, Kannapolis. Of course, you got you guys down there. Uh, the Pineville Porcupines, I think, are nearby you guys. Is that true? Oh, yeah. They actually play at the uh, at, our, at the same field that my high school plays at and okay. uh, right down the road. And uh, we're excited. I just got those guys on the schedule this week. So we're excited. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, because it was funny because I saw their new logo. Yours isn't new, but it was new to me. Yeah. And, you know. 
hopefully I, I, I got you some Twitter followers because of that. Since uh... you, you got us a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the, the people that follow me and the people that I follow, my goodness, when we see a good logo, we're like crack. We're like a, a cat to catnip. We're like, oh, that's a new logo. We got to check it out. So yeah, it, it's, it, you know, that's, that's one that really, really is nice. And it's just amazing how we live in a world where you have two corn dogs, uh, baseball team. So, you know, if we ever get you guys to meet in the middle somewhere, you could duke it out. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Battle, batter, <laughs> battle of the battered hot, hot dog. So hashtag battered battle. I love it. The battered bastards of baseball. Little play yeah, on the, the Netflix special there. So yeah. Uh, all right. So you guys are in the uh, Southern Collegiate Baseball League. I wasn't too familiar with these guys. Uh, what can you tell me about this? Like, why join them? Were there other options? Yeah. So. I played – basically, we took over operations for an organization called the Carolina Vipers. Um, I played three years of summer ball for them. Um, my other – my fourth summer, I, I was in college for five years. My fourth summer, I actually played with the Gastonia Grizzlies. Um, oh, yeah. Before they kind of got out and Jesse took them to Savannah. But um, so oh, I played Jesse. for the Carolina Vipers, <laughs> and uh, they kind of came to me, and they were closing up shop basically, and they said, hey, do you want to kind of take over our team in the league? And you guys can rebrand. They're okay with everything. And – um so we we i talked to the commissioner we kind of set everything up and uh we entered that pretty easy it's a definitely a smaller league um like in comparison to the coastal plain league um i would say like our roster right now is um comprised of mostly local division two guys uh, from schools like lenore ryan um winget coker lander um got a couple division one guys from queens university and here in charlotte um, where i actually coached for two years so i have a good connection with those guys um have a bunch of JUCO guys too. So nice. um, the roster is coming together pretty well. Um, I've got two really good coaches too that, um, that we brought into one guy named Bryce Davis. He's uh, he's from the Midwest and uh, he's currently living in Chicago running hit uh, basically hitting classes up there. And he coached in the Western Canadian league last summer. Oh yeah. Um, and then my pitching pitching coach is from uh, Plattsburgh state, which is up upstate. New York. I know Plattsburgh. Yep. So uh, that. That's Jeff Pluta. He's he's going to be a really good one for us. Um, but that's kind of our coaching staff, our players, and then the league. I guess itself, it's a it's a smaller league. Last year they had five teams. I think this year we're going to have six. Good. Um, good but it's definitely it's regional to the Charlotte area, so our travel is within an hour, which is nice. So there's not too many long bus trips. Um, no. I have scheduled some non-league games, like with uh, teams in the Old North State League. They've done a great job oh, with yeah. their branding and stuff. So. Um, we've scheduled some of those guys, but Southern Collegiate League's been around a little bit. It's affiliated with Major League Baseball. Um, it's in that National Alliance of Summer Collegiate Baseball. And uh, Jamie Billings is commissioner, and we're excited, man. I, I've been around that league for a while, and um, it's smaller, easier travel. Um, but I think I think our guys are going to really enjoy it. And just having college guys involved with our youth and showcase programs is, is going to be pretty cool. So Yeah, that sounds exciting. I actually had uh, in the Old North State League uh, Alec Allred on. Oh yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably back in April of last year, he came on another league I wasn't aware of. And then I, I just popped on it one day and I saw these amazing logos and I said, I have to have him on here to talk about it. So uh, yeah, yeah, Alex, Alex done a great job with that league, like just from the logo standpoint and kind of their reach, it's been pretty much the whole state of North Carolina. Um, yeah. He he did contact me about possibly um, getting into that league, but I had already kind of, you okay. know, got in with the, with the SCBL, but um, Alex doing a great job. Well, good. I'm glad you kept your uh, promise to the uh, CSBL. 
instead of saying, That's oh, right. bye, guys, you know. Well, you know, you see how you guys do. If you, if you guys, you know, provide that type of atmosphere that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what you're looking for. You're looking to get player development. What would it be like if, uh, like, what are you planning on for your games this year? Like, where's the venue? How much are tickets? What can yeah. I expect? Yep. So um, all of our home games are played at a local high school. So it's a private independent school here in Charlotte, Charlotte Latin School. Um, it's it's not going to be the environment yet that the Coastal Plain League has or some yeah. of those old North State teams have yet. Um, we're not able to sell beer yet, um, ah, different things like that. I've, I've looked into that. some things like that, but uh, one yeah. day that's on the docket. So yeah. this summer we're kind of just trying to get our foot in the door and um, bring in some guys and develop them the right way and keep them engaged throughout the summer. Um, but we do have season tickets. We've sold a few already. Um, I'm doing $99 season tickets for about 30 home games. Um, and I've, I've done an early bird special down to 79. So I've sold a few. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Now, how, where exactly, I obviously, are you in Charlotte or just on the outskirts? Is it? Yeah. So our ballpark is about, 15 minutes and 15 minutes south of downtown Charlotte. So it's okay. in South Charlotte. Um, really right in one of the, one of the best parts of town. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I was in Charlotte a couple years ago and it feels like every time I, I go there, I, I'm just there for a baseball game and then I leave. Like I, everybody tells me what a great town it is and, and things to see there. So, um, you know, if, I, if I'm visiting Where Charlotte, were you? what games? I was at the Charlotte Knights game. I was there about 12 years ago when the White Sox came into town. I saw the Charlotte Knights in 21. I was doing a tour of the Carolinas and then back up. Uh, now, that was right after COVID, so some things were closed. But I, I was trying to find things to do. Like, I went to Birdsong Brewing Company. Somebody told me that was a great place, but it, it was closed the day I was there. And somebody wanted okay. me to bring back some uh, Red Oak beer and then – I bought it and, and I found out you had to keep it refrigerated. So I kept two cases of Red Oak beer refrigerated from Charlotte to Indianapolis. There you go. It's good. Red took, Oak's good. Took some. Yeah, it is very good. It's uh, it's a very tasty beer. Apparently, uh, I told somebody that goes to, to Greensboro all the time for family just swears by it. But he'll go there during Christmas. So it's a little bit cold outside. It, it keeps up well. But during the summer. You know, you got to pack yourself a cooler and, and keep it iced. I mean, I'd even have That's a right. Yeah. And, and it's like, really, I got to keep this cold. The heck kind of beer is this? It, it's it good gets beer hot down here in the summer. Yeah. No. It, oh, my God. It was, it got hot here. I was in Texas last summer. That got hot. I was dripping sweat every time I took a step outside in, in it's Charlotte. Here. It's a different kind of heat. Yeah, yes. it, it gets ridiculously hot. I was like, my God, my wife would hate this place if she was here with me right now. Just <laughs> just drip. I had shorts on and you just feel the sweat coming down. Um, oh, yeah. Leg. Oh, oh, it was that's what, that's what I warned. I warned the two coaches that are coming down to coach the college team, Bryce and Jeff. They're coming from up north. I was like, guys, yeah. expect 95 to 100 at 4 o'clock for BP every, every night. Um, yeah. 7 o'clock will be fairly comfortable, but Early early BP will not be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I had a I had a friend in college that went to Plattsburgh. Uh, we we did under we did graduate work at Indiana State. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if he played baseball there. I know he played in high school, but he would tell me okay. uh, he would tell me Plattsburgh. Our trip to Montreal. You know, 
taking the oh, ferry yeah. over, taking the ferry to Burlington to catch some uh, Vermont Lake Monster games, where I guess there were the Expos go. at the time. So, yeah, a little different up there during the summer. Which that's right, beautiful part of the country too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Charlotte, absolutely. Charlotte's got more more baseball going on, so. We got some great baseball, yeah. definitely. All right, perfect. So you said you played for the Gastonia Grizzlies. Was that three years, you said? Played one summer with the Gastonia Grizzlies. Okay. That would have been the summer of 16, I think. Um, I think they were around for one or two more years after that, mm -hmm. um, before they Jesse kind of got out of town. And um, yeah. Gaston College ended up taking that ballpark over, and then they brought the independent ball team to Gastonia. But um that was a great great time i love the coastal plains league man that was that was something special that that seems like fun did, did you have any indication jesse would have this phenomenon called the savannah bananas I mean, yes did you see it, it does not surprise me no it doesn't yes. surprise you okay um we would do we would do different things during games and in between innings like they do now um, nothing to the extent of what they're doing now but um we would dance in between innings um i remember taking a rose up into the bleachers to some young mm. ladies or some older ladies um, throwing things at people with big pants and trying to catch it in the pants down on the field. Um, he was always trying that stuff and he was still wearing the yellow suit then in Gastonia. Oh, really? So, so it, it was that started in uh, Gastonia. I did. I did not know that. That's it did. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing about the Grizzlies back in the day and how it was a lot of fun and, you know, by the time I got down there, they had the Honey Hunters. And, you know, I went to an afternoon game that was a makeup from the night before due to rain. And there wasn't a lot of people there. Nice ballpark. Oh, that place uh, is awesome. It's um, it's beautiful. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those unique, ball, like it, the design of it. It's like five rows deep on all sides. Yeah, and, and they, you can play, they can play football and soccer on it as well. Yeah, yeah. So I wish them well. I think that's a great idea for Gastonia and. You know, let, let's see what happens, you know. It's, Absolutely. It it's a good, great town. Definitely a good baseball town up there in Gaston County, so. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. So uh, anything else you guys are planning for at the moment? Uh, you know, you got your coaches, you got your players coming in. Uh, anything else that goes behind the scenes? Uniforms? Um, yeah, I guess I could share some uniform updates, um, and I'm sure I could post it on Twitter as well. We're going to rock yeah. all yellow this summer, so we all got yellow, yellow tops, like it, and uh, yellow pants. We uh, we're sponsored, or we have you know have a contract with Wilson and Evo Shield, um, so that happened within the last probably six months. Um, they've taken care of us. We do all of our kind of team stores and different stuff through them. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll wear an all yellow uniform, and then we have an all white pinstripe that's going to look pretty clean too. Okay. Um, the hat will be a navy hat with a gold bill, um, you know, with the with the little corn doggy on it. And uh, you know, I think I think what we were trying to do um, with that was just kind of just to have fun and get weird with it. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't want to do just the standard whites and grays. Like, if we're gonna do whites, we're gonna do pinstripes, and we're gonna put some cool stuff. I put some sponsors on the sleeves. I've already got some sponsorships going. Um, but the yellows, I think, are going to set the tone for the summer. Um, and it's pretty cool, too. Our youth guys and our, our high school teams in the summer will be wearing the same uniform. So, you know, those guys will be able to come to the games and rock those. And, um, you know, I think kind of just have a sense of belonging is kind of what we're going for. And yeah, uh, we have great families that are going to, you know, host some of our college players, too, which is huge. Um, you know how important host families are. Um, so we're excited. I think uh, – I think the league's going to be great for us. And um, no, nah, we're just, we're pumped to get this thing rolling. Yeah, definitely. It looks forward. Now you could also take the yellow tops 
and the pinstripe bottoms and wear those. If, if yeah, I think we can mix and match. Um, kind of like the kind of like the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates of the late seventies. That's that's how they, they could, had pit, pinstripe homes and they had yellow homes, and they would mix and match. Mix them up, yeah. Take like Dave Parker on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in the day. I was like, man, that's a weird looking jersey, but it what's works. old is it new works. again. So that's right. So I, I'm a big fan of the of the all color. My high school team, we wear all powder blues. I was thinking about doing that for the corn dogs, but not yet. I like powder blue. I definitely like powder blue. And uh, I'm oh, glad yeah. that that's becoming in vogue again. Because uh, growing up, I'm a little bit older than you. You know, powder blue was what te- I was at that age where you, you had teams still wearing powder blue and some teams going away. You know, the Royals had powder blue, the Blue Jays had them, and then the Cardinals had them. It never looked right for the Cardinals when I was a kid, but right. I, I think I appreciate Can't forget them. my Braves, too, Mark. The Braves had them as well, yeah, and that looked yeah. normal, too, because they had blue. You know, it was just, you know, when you're a kid, and I look back at an old baseball uh, video now, playing in these giant 60,000 cookie-cutter stadiums with AstroTurf, I'm like, oh, that looked horrible. Like, that oh, man. didn't look normal. No, I, I love turf now and everything they've created from that. Um, I, I would choose a turf ballpark all day, but Astro Turf, absolutely not. Oh, no, no. Astro, I, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. No, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It's that, like, was, yeah. I, that's, that was way before my time, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it, it's, a, I'm trying to think the last major league team that had Astro Turf like that. I'm, you know, it's, it's at the point where it's so many years ago. You're right. There's, you know, you, you yeah, maybe late 90s somewhere, early, mid 90s. Goodness, I'm trying to think. There, there's a video of me I have on my YouTube page. I'm at the Sky Dome and I'm walking around on the turf and I'm just like hitting on it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I've walked on that. I've played, I played on, I played kickball on it. Never played baseball on turf. And it's, it's a carpet. I've been on the Metro. I used to work for a soccer team in Cincinnati, not FC Cincinnati, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Riverhawks. Uh, back in 2003, 20 years ago, right out of college, I drove up, uh, took the bus up there, and they played a game on that uh, Metro Dome turf. And the soccer player was like, "It's a, it's a freaking carpet I'm playing on. This is horrible." I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine sliding on that or diving oh. on it. No, God. Well, they they would have dirt on there for the base runners, but you're right. You know, right. guy like Andre Dawson didn't want anything to do with the turf in Montreal. He's like, "I want to go someplace where it's grass." I got bad knees. Absolutely. I'm getting old. So, oh my goodness. Absolutely. I tell you. So, ah, <laughs> uh, so there's uh, any other new teams joining you this year or you said it's a 16 um, in the SCBL. Yeah. I would say kind of the, the most maybe renowned team in the league would be the Mooresville spinners. I don't know oh, if yeah, you've heard of them. I, you know, I've um, reached out to them a few times to be on the podcast, but uh, nobody ever got back to me. So Mooresville, you're on the hook. You're on the. I'm gonna get on my boy Flop, Philip Lawson. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. I'll send him a text go. right after this. Uh, but they do a really good job. Um, they have they sell beer and have a really good environment, similar to the okay. Coastal Plains League. So, all right. Um, I would say that's kind of the most popular team in the league. Um, you got the Lake Norman Copperheads. Um, okay. The Con- Concord Athletics, and uh, the Kingsmen have been in it. I'm not sure if they'll be in it again this year. Um, that's coached by Joe Hudak, who used to coach at Winthrop University. Um, and there's one other team that I've heard is going to be in it called the Regulators, um, but I have not confirmed that yet. Okay. Now, what that, are you looking to get as, as popular as the Spinners? Like, is that something you see yourself in five years? You want, like, maybe a different ballpark, you know, maybe a little more minor league-like? or Yes. Yes, okay. 
Yes. I, uh, you know, three, four, five years from now, would love to be at, you know, some, you know, a local park where we could sell beer and kind of create yes. that environment. I think that's, that's huge for, for summer baseball. Um, you know, our, our facility that we use now is awesome. Um, but I do think that's the one thing that we're, we're going to lack this summer. Um, but, yeah. um, eventually, you know, the, I guess the problem with Charlotte is it's, it's grown so much, you know, like a Nashville or a, um, or a Dallas, I guess, to where, there's not a whole lot of, there's no old ballparks here anymore. Um, it's either you either got your high school fields, the big minor league parks. Um, and that's about it. So like, we're kind of limited on like an old ballpark, which I would love to get, get a hold mm-hmm. of and fix up. Um, so if there's anybody out there that I don't know of, uh, I would love to get in, get in touch with them. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're always thinking about that. If anybody has an old ballpark lying around from the mill days of the 1930s, uh, give Eddie Hall a call. He could be located at the, Quad City Baseball Club on Twitter. Be taking that's right. Yeah, well, you know that that that's the fun thing, just going into an old ballpark, or just any kind of ballpark, and and fixing it up. I know that costs money. Uh, I know the Madison Mallards. They're they're oh, yeah. famous for you know fixing up that old water park, which nobody wanted. And mm-hmm. you know, I always call them the original Savannah Bananas. They're the ones who, you know, got people coming in by the six thousand, eight thousand to see games there. I've and, heard great things. Is that the the duck blind? Is that what they call it? Uh, the duck blind is their, uh, I think it's called the, the duck pond, the stadium. But the duck blind is their inclusive all-you-can-eat section. Now, that's very common now in baseball. But I'm saying about 10, 12 years ago, that wasn't. I showed up there. They gave me a cup. And it's like, okay, help yourself. 12 beers on tap. 10 local breweries. I think one was Coors, one was Budweiser. I'm like, really? Like, all, all you can drink? All you can eat? It was a festival. I was just floored. And that's before they made uh, yeah. a little more renovations to the gift shop with the uh, old uh, bleachers and added a, a, a second kind of duck blind to the left field. Yeah, that's that. Pl- I don't know how things are there now. I assume they're still good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was the first time I was like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. How much so, was that ticket? At the time, it was about thirty bucks. God, okay, thirty-two awesome. bucks. So all you can eat, all you can drink, your ticket. So you're thinking maybe ten dollars for the ticket, eight dollars. I mean, two beers at a ballpark back then probably would have ran you about eight. So, oh yeah, you know, free parking. That's a great deal. God. No, it, it's it's a heck of a deal, and you know, uh, there's people that. You know, I was up in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, outside of Detroit at a Leprechauns game. They're in the Great Lakes League. And there's people telling me, I'd rather come out here than a Detroit Tigers game. Number one, it's closer. There's always some kind of special going on, either for beer, food, or tickets. Free parking. It's a great atmosphere. They do a wonderful job with promotions. So, you know, heck, I'll buy season tickets or I'll buy a flex package. You know, get, get people to come back. Absolutely. You can't beat that. That's, that, that's the goal for me one day. Hopefully we can get there and uh, create some traction. So, uh, yeah, but if you're ever, in, if you're in town this summer, Mark, man, you got a free ticket on me. I'll, I'll I leave got a ticket a free... for you at the gate. All right. I like how that sounds. I like how that sounds. And will you have corn dogs there? The plan is to have corn dogs. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to do yeah. it, whether we want to have the fryer on site or, uh, you know, we'll, we're going to make it happen though. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, I know that's what the Lake County corn dogs said. We'll have our own corn dogs. They didn't. They didn't have their own recipe, but they did have corn dogs. 
So we do have. Speaking of that, I didn't mention this. We do have a corn dog mascot that's that we're gonna. We've unveiled okay. a little bit on Twitter, but uh, we will have a mascot in full uh, corn dog suit with the stick uh, between his legs, and uh, it's it's gonna be fun. Oh wow! <laughs> how, how much did that set you back? Those those mascots are not cheap. I'll tell you, this is more of a Halloween costume, so oh, okay. it was only okay. about 120 bucks. So oh, it was, oh, there you go. There we'll you go. see. We'll see how it goes, and if if we need to invest yeah. in a bigger, better one, we will. Well, you, you know what? Sometimes you just get a couple people out there to run around in, in goofy outfits, and that's all you need. And, and people are like, hey, absolutely. Look at the kids will chase after them, try to get their autographs. So I'm still trying to chase some people down to put the mascot suit on, but uh, if if nobody will do it, I'll put a picture in there that's not thrown that night internships just get an internship there's so many people looking to get some kind of credit and uh, they can be the mascot and, and who knows that can lead to bigger and better things in the future yes i have one intern right now peyton spencer he's uh he's actually he's a student manager uh, for the charlotte 49ers and uh, that's awesome i want to give him too much but i may throw that at him as well yeah he's an intern he's got to learn the ropes it's that's either right. be the mascot or he's got to take the uniforms home and, and wash and dry them I know. I think I think the laundry would would benefit me better, but uh, yeah, you know, I, the mascot would be would be fun for sure. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I tell you. Now look at the jersey on the wall. Is, is that your alumnus of uh the Forty Nine er program? Yeah, that, yes, sir. That's my Charlotte Forty Nine er jersey nice. um, that Coach Hibbs gave to me on senior night um, in twenty seventeen. Um, best three years of my life. I played three years there. I played a year of junior like college before that at Lewisburg. Um, but Coach Hibbs is is a uh, special mentor to me. He's currently the head coach at Wichita State now. Um, nice. But he, he's awesome. I've known him forever. I was the bad boy there growing up. So um, a lot of connections there. And Bo Robinson and Brandon Hall were assistant coaches there as well when I was there. And uh, those guys are first class, and I loved every minute of it. All right. that's Yeah, I can't imagine that wouldn't be some of your best years of life, uh, playing college baseball, traveling the country, uh, just you know, playing playing the game you love, and now you continue that being uh, with the corn dogs. So best of luck with you, Eddie. Should be an exciting time for the Queen City Corn Dogs. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm you know I was honored to to see the tweet the other night, and uh, <laughs> you know th this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you you want teams to see that. Sometimes you tweet something that oh, I hope the team says something or follows me, or we have a little banter. Uh, you guys just jumped on that like minutes after I posted it. So that was great to see. So you guys are doing a great job on social media. You're paying attention. Uh, you know, best of luck with that. All right, Eddie, where can people find the Queen City Corn Dogs online? How can they find out about tickets? And uh, what's the name of the ballpark? If they're in the Charlotte area, they may stop by. Yeah, you can go to our website. It's queencitybaseballclub.com, queencitybaseballclub.com. And um, everything's on our site. You can buy season tickets through there. Um, there's a link to our shop with some merchandise as well. And uh, if you're in the Charlotte area, all of our home games this summer will be at Charlotte Latin School. And uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, um, Instagram, or Facebook. And uh, you look up Queen City Corn Dogs Baseball Club, everything will come up, or the, the tag Queen City BSB. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd love to connect with you guys. And uh, I, I handle all the social media right now, so I'll get back to you. Usually within a couple minutes. So yeah, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, he's pretty quick. Very quick. All right, Eddie, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it because I think maybe three days ago I didn't know who the heck you guys were. So uh, go Corn Dogs and uh, was it Roll Dogs? That That's your Roll Dogs. Your, yes, Roll sir. Dogs. All right. I love it. I love it.
All right, that was Mr. Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall of the Queen City Corn Dogs coming in as our guest this week. I uh, kept it to about 30-some minutes just to test my theory. Uh, Jason Morangas told me that 30 minutes is, is a good time to uh, cut off your interviews because after that, people get a little bored. I don't know. You tell me. I don't get a lot of feedback. Uh, from my podcast uh, I get people listening to them but nobody tells me hey great interview uh, good stuff except maybe Zach Beeson on a regular basis I know Mr. Um, Paul Caputo will tell me some nice things about the the podcast so I appreciate that uh, but let me know is 30 minutes a good time or should I go 40 minutes should I go an hour sometimes I have great conversations with guys and girls and you know we go for an hour I mean what, what do you want me to do tell them to get the shut up Maybe do a part, part one, part two. Anyway, join me next week where my guest will be Ron Bronson. We're going to talk a little baseball Finland style. It's Pace Apollo, and the game derives from baseball here in the U.S. It will be a fantastic conversation. Make sure you check that out. That's next week at the Ballpark Hunter podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and on YouTube at Ballpark Hunter. And don't forget, StadiumJourney.com is your leader in sports travel reviews. Make sure you check them out now with our new map feature. See how far you are from your next destination. Anyway, this is Mark, the Ballpark Hunter, saying thank you for listening. Thank you for writing the letters, the emails. I even got a, one in the mail. From a fan, I think. Appreciate the support. So until next time, stay safe, be warm, keep loving.